and gentlemen can you hear that it's the Ihatovo Monogatori mono, mono, uh, stories of Ihatovo main theme without that weird clicky flicker I just bug it around with the settings of my emulator and it turns out it's all just a huge easy to fix uh, uh, issue with issue with my hurts I had too many hurts I had to say oh, less hurts please and now it sounds way better so that's good news. Um, hi. Uh, I guess for the introduction, I might as well uh, keep it classy and mute that, mute that, mute that uh, game audio. Hi. <clears throat> Welcome to the Daniel K's Let's Plays podcast, the world's probably chronologically first audio-only video game Let's Play podcast, which I'm increasingly being uh, less comfortable calling the second favourite or first or third or whatever favourite because of the uh, the bountiful proliferation of audio-only video game Let's Play podcasts that you can find now. So who am I to say second favourite? What a bunch of bullshit, Dan. Go, 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 go reassess your uh, criteria for good audio-only video game Let's Play podcasts. Oh, okay. Yeah, hi. Welcome to another episode of Iatovo Story, Stories of Iatovo, the incredibly recently translated uh, Japanese RPG narrative adventure. I call it like a narrative adventure game. Originally released 1993. Uh, never, never to, never to grace the screens of any, uh, any, any, any. Uh, any computer or uh, Super Nintendo's in an easy to understand for English speakers kind of way because it was in Japanese and it never got it a translation. Oh boy, it's another kind of day where I'm in my shed and it's actually too hot for me to form cohesive thoughts and turn them into words for you to hear and understand. So I'm sorry about that. Uh, let's get to let's let's get to playing the game though, shall we? Um, obviously the problem is too many exploding volcanoes around Australia. Too many Good Samaritan farm uh, meteorologists have exploded too many volcanoes. Now the CO2 in the air has meant that we've just suffered through our hottest month in our country's history. Um, beating out the previous uh, world record uh, holder for hottest month in our country's history, which was a couple of years ago. So, uh, join me on this fucked ride into oblivion uh, in slow motion with some video game let's plays in the audio-only podcast format. Boom. I'll just wait, ride out this little glitch as I make my emulator big screen. And now let's load one of our story travel logs. There we are. Chapter 6. Uh... And we are in the hotel room where the game starts every chapter. Every chapter we wake up in our hotel room and it's a brand new day. Uh, this chapter, I don't know what it's called. It's something, it was something like Someone and the Elephant, Betty's Elephant, or something like that. So, yeah, cool. Get Look look, look forward to me meeting some weird elephant sprite in this, in this chapter or something. Uh, in my inventory, I can see I've got four of Kenji's journals now. I've got a red journal, a green journal, a purple journal, and a blue journal. A pretty nice looking little 
row of, of colourful books. And I think there's space for three more of Kenji Miyazawa's journals. Uh, so, let's let's just start start the game by walking around and talking to everyone we can find and searching around for a story. Oh gosh, shit! Someone else is in the hotel now! I can see into people's rooms and there's someone... There's my normal girl neighbour here in like a brown skirt and green blouse walking around. She's been here since the beginning. And then next to her there's someone else. Uh, it's a woman with orange hair and a blue skirt. Let's speak to her first, I guess. Hello there! It's my first time in town. I came to see the music festival that'll happen next month. Ah, oh, okay, cool. This is probably... Maybe this won't happen in this chapter. Maybe this is part of... Uh, I know one of Kenji Miyazawa's uh, pretty famous short stories is called... Uh, Gaucho the Cellist, or Gauche the Cellist, I think. Gauche? Gauche? Gouache? Gauche the Cellist? I don't know how to pronounce his name. Uh, yeah, but uh, maybe maybe uh, he's he's going to be making an appearance, maybe in this chapter even, who knows? I, I, I thought it was an elephant chapter, uh, but then maybe this is, like I say, foreshadowing for next chapter. Anyway. Uh, yeah, first time in town. I came to see the music festival that'll be happening sometime soon. Alright, speak to our normal neighbour. Hello, normal woman. Hello. I saw another guest into the room next door. A woman? Hmm, a woman. A woman? Your powers of observation do you credit, Mr. Bond? <laughs> did I... Did I really just drop in a... A, um... A, a James Bond sound clip? From whatever James Bond uh, movie that is from, is it from um, is it from the black exploitation one? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Roger Moore, I think it was. Yeah, let's just yeah. The editing begins now. We're going to explore town and just talk to everyone, all our old friends in town. I'm going to find them and I'm going to have a good old chat with them. Here comes the edited highlights, the barely edited highlights. Hotel manager. Ah, the Kensington Hotel treats every guest as a special one. <coughs> cough, cough, cough. Hmm, I think I caught a cold. My throat is acting up. Oh, so the hotel manager lives in his office down here on the ground floor of the Kenji Kensington Hotel. So that's ominous. I wonder if this is like a flu-related chapter. Or maybe this is just... That's just what his day is like. Maybe it's just his normal, like, you know... Hey, I got, I got sick just like last week. You know? Maybe this guy's just sick and it has nothing to do with a greater plot arc. Maybe we'll see together, shall we? Yeah, maybe we'll see together. <coughs> Alright, uh, I would normally just walk up to the first guy in the street I see at this point, but no, no I'm excited to go check out the Stovecat's house, because goddammit, if I don't miss the Stovecat, and he wasn't in the last chapter. He or her? Guess it's hard to tell with cats. Oh no, the, yeah, the office is open again, I can get in. Hello, all the way, cat friends. Four cats behind the counter and one manning or womaning the counter. Stove cat. I've got some new information for you. Meow. Do you know Mr. Osbell? The most prestigious merchant in Ihetovo. Meow. He's got quite a collection of journals. Meow. He lives just west of the village. Meow. I decided to pay a visit to Mr. Osbell's home. So he's a, a merchant. He's a salesperson and he's got a big collection of journals. Cool. I want journals. I guess that's a good enough excuse. 
Should we go there right now, listeners, or should we keep on looking around? Let's keep on looking around. Hey, how's Leo Notchest doing? Our good old friend Leo Notchest. Leo Notchest. I've just entered his office, the human office. Oh, there's a forest where elephants live west of Iotobo. Have you ever seen elephants before? Oh, yes or no? Well, goddammit, listeners, goddammit, if it wasn't for just being last Sunday when I was at the zoo last with my little kid looking at elephants. Yeah, we saw elephants. Did we see Trisha the elephant? Is Trisha still alive? The big elephant at Perth Zoo and her all her daughters? Is Trisha still alive? I used to go see Trisha when I was a little kid. I think Trisha is still alive. We probably did see Trisha. Squirting water around? Yes, yeah, so yes, I've seen elephants before. Really? You know what the best part was? Um, we went around the Australian wildlife section. That was pretty good. I always... Uh, I'm delighted by kangaroos when I see them like docile and up close in like a kangaroo enclosure. If you've never been to like, I don't know, I've, I've traveled, I've been on holiday in Austria and one day I was just walking along the road to, I think the, the, the Schönbrunn palace or something like that, some big palace. And then on the grounds they just had emus in a park. It was fenced off because they could, you know, kick right through your heart or whatever. But I could just look through the fence and there was just an emu sitting there by the fence. I was like, holy shit, what is an emu doing in Austria at the palace? So, like, I don't know how far, like, I don't know how familiar all you are with Australian fauna like that. But if you're not familiar at all, if you've never been in, like, a kangaroo enclosure at a zoo... God damn, it is delightful. They are charming, charming people, kangaroos. They're real big, and they, when you get up close to them, they've got such cute faces. They've got like fuzzy, like the the little cheeks are right at the front of their long faces, and they've got like almost like little, like little beardy, like fuzzy fur that is like, it's almost like a sort of terrier dog's kind of fuzzy face. And their eyes are just so, they're always like really lidded and heavy and dopey and they look so tired and just like, oh, how's it going, mate? Huge arched back and big, thick jumping legs, which are really no good for walking around and like moving. So the legs are just basically dead weight and there's just... And they kind of like scoot, 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 scoot along the ground really slowly and awkwardly in a, in a really cute way. So the kangaroo is a, is a highlight. I got to get right up close to keep a tortoise out, which is like the size of I don't know, the size of a, a children's swimming pool. You know, <laughs> like you couldn't. I, I don't know, like. I could barely fit. I could barely fit this tortoise in my car if I wanted to steal it. I would need like four people to lift it. The giant 170-year-old Galapagos tortoise. I could have reached out and touched that tortoise too, but I didn't because I'm a restrained individual. But my little kid, man, he really liked the tortoise. Holy moly. Um. Yeah. Well. Okay. So I've come back to myself, listeners, having gone on an, uh, a really uh, wandery tangent about my trip to the zoo with my little kid, and now here I am being asked by Leo not just if I've ever seen elephants before. So Leo, you know what? Yes, I have seen elephants before. 
Man, I don't even know if I'm gonna keep all that stuff in. Maybe it'll just like fade out. I think it's just gonna fade out and then fade back in. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. So yeah, you will have just listened to like a uh, uh, and and a leaded uh, a an a pared down and edited uh, version of my ramble just then. You can trust me that it went for like ten minutes. Like, I'm not even joking. Fully, probably ten minutes of me just talking about all the animals at the zoo. Uh, anyway, Leo not just... Is that so? I still haven't seen them yet. Okay, cool, Leo. Alright, so he said there's elephants living in a forest to the west. That's pretty cool. Um, I wonder if it's the same kind of area that the famous merchant is. Uh, hey, let's just keep on looking around town some more. Cut to the next thing I find in town. Alright, here we are, with, uh, what's-his-face, the blonde guy. Fazalo! Hello, Fazalo. No, I will never, not in a million years, remember your name, Fazalo. Yeah, Tovo is going to be nice and warm, thanks to Bud Gusko. Oh, yeah. Bud Gusko. Holy moly, listeners. I had to replay that whole chapter to get good screenshots for the thumbnail for that episode, and oh, boy. Bud. Bud, what were you thinking? But what, even worse, what were we thinking? We... Bud goes like, oh, I'll just handle the explosion of the crater, I'll detonate the thing, you you go off and uh, come back and get me. And we're like, okay, sure, we get in the boat, and it's like, oh, okay, we're gonna wait on the boat. No, we're gonna push off into the ocean, and it's like, whoa, okay, I guess we're gonna wait off in the ocean, okay. But then we go all the way back to shore, and we're like, oh shit, we've left him, he could just fall down a cliff. He could have just fallen down a cliff and he could have died, because if he broke his ankle, he's like, ah, fuck it, fuck, ah, 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 I don't know. And then we get there and bang, there's a huge explosion. And Dr. Dr. Kubo, what does he say? Ah, oh, no, that explosion was pretty big, Bud's probably dead. Did we go check? No, sir, we didn't. We were just like, ah, oh, no, Bud's dead. I'm sorry, Bud's sister, your brother Bud is dead. Ah, oh, Bud gave his life. We should have gone and checked. We should have gone and checked, we should have... Why didn't we go and check and just find, Oh, I did it for Iotovo! It was just like, Ah, oh, he's probably dead from that explosion. You could survive all kinds of things. People fall out of aeroplanes. They do it all the time. They do it all the time. He could have been alive and we could have gone and got him. And he could have been like, Hooray, I'm Bud! I'm the hero who exploded the atmosphere and made it all hot here in Japan and saved all the orphans. Now I'm recuperating on my hospital bed because I broke all my limbs, but hey, I'm still alive. Thanks for coming and getting me. Thanks for coming back and checking that I'm still alive. Instead of just leaving me out of the island with all my arms and legs broken. What were we thinking? We're monsters. <sighs> Jesus. God, I guess that last chapter affected me more than I thought, but I don't know. The, this bald-faced stupidity of it has really, really, really made an impact on me. Anyway, hello, Fazzalo. How's it going? Wow, I'm kind of unhinged right now. Uh. Okay. Iotovo is going to be nice and warm thanks to Bud fucking Gusko. Oh, he saved the farmers and everyone else in this town too. It's probably about time for Kenji to head back home. What? Oh, okay. Back here, to where he lives here, in Ihotovo City, right? Because he's not, he's not already... He's not here, is he? No, he just says the same thing again. 
So it's time for Kenji, it's probably time for Kenji to head home, says Fazalo. Probably meaning like it's probably time Kenji started heading back here, so you're in luck, probably. Alright, let's talk to the black-haired friend of uh, Fazalo, the blonde friend. Uh, he says, I see. Budley Gusko stayed behind on Carbonado I well, stayed behind, or was flagrantly abandoned by me and the idiot doctor. We lost a good man, says the black-haired friend. Uh, let's go, let's go talk to the friend upstairs. I like having friends. It's nice. I don't know why I think of all these people as my friends. Maybe it's the fact that I get to see, uh, Fazalo's blonde portrait every time I talk to him, and he kind of looks like a meek guy. He's not smiling, he's just like, meek. And maybe that, that, that's, that's, that's what I look for in a friend. Meekness. Uh, uh I pray that Budley Gusko will find happiness in the afterlife. Hey, maybe in this game, when we finally get on that, uh, that galactic railroad, we'll meet uh, the ascending spirit of Budley Gusko. I guess weird spoilers for Night on the Galactic Railroad? Anyway, let's keep on exploring town. Here we are down south in the poet's house. Uh, so let's step, step up and hear what poetry this poet is writing. I know, amidst the pale air a certain tinge of colour has arrived. And someone from within me, not too deep. I sense that tinge of colour changing, 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 reflecting all of the seasons. Year after year, it's nothing more than the passage of time. Ah, there's something about the fall that makes a man feel sentimental. Ah, there's something about the fall. I wasn't too sure how to phrase that. How to My intonation, I wasn't too sure what to go with. Anyway, let's keep on the old exploration. Here's the singing mum. La 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 Yeah, she's just singing la 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 la. Okay, that's pretty cool. Let's go talk to the singing mum's son. He usually has some interesting information. Usually about his mum, though. It's almost time for the Year Turbo Music Festival, so my mum's been practicing every day. Okay, cool. Good. I'm glad this singing mum comes into the... Will, will probably come into the story? Maybe? Maybe? I don't know. Let's, uh... Let's go talk to the dumpling man. Here we are at the Dumpling Man. They say the cocktails that the Cairo Brigade Leader prepares are really tasty. That's all he says. Let's go out and talk to his wife. Hello. The Cairo Brigade Leader had his grand reopening. Oh, fantastic, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go next door and talk to the Cairo Brigade Leader frog. Yeah, his door opens for the first time in a whole bunch of chapters. Here he is. It's the frog music, and he's got the green tree frogs. Three green tree frogs back in his shop again. He's got uh, cocktail glasses like, um, uh, thingies, you know, thingies. What do you drink? Martini glasses. He's got martini glasses all over the place. Let's speak to that frog. Here we are, the Cairo Brigade Leader. Thanks to you, I was able to reopen my shop. Yeah, thanks to me. All I did was expose him to mushrooms, right? Uh, Cairo Brigade Leader, make yourself at home. That's all he says now. Speak to these tree frogs. The Cairo Brigade Leader sure makes some tasty drinks. Uh, let's speak to the second frog. Osbel's got a rare hobby, collecting rare journals. Okay, cool. That's, that's a, some hidden information about my friend, my soon-to-be friend, Osbel. Third frog. I can't stand Osbel. Oh, shit. Okay, <laughs> never mind. My soon-to-be adversary, Osbel. Ah, okay. You know what? I think that's enough exploring town. Oh no, let's speak to the weird little girl. 
here we are, in the little girl's house. I've never been to the cinema, not even once. Can you take me please? Oh, well that's not weird. It's just a normal thing for a little girl to say. I thought she was gonna be like, ah, oh, the, uh, the fire ghost in the Cave of Sorrow to the southwest howls uh, in a bucket each night, and uh, from the bottom of the rusty bucket, green shoots of peppermint grow. Or something like that. And I'd be like, oh shit, little girl, okay, sure thing. Okay, let's go up uh, to the northern exit of town. We'll speak to the dog next to the exit. The Cairo Brigade leader came back! I'll speak to the other dog who's chasing this little boy around like he always is. Woof woof! Everyone's feeling well. That's good. Good. Good dog. Good news, dog. Good. We've exited town. Okay. Osbel's estate. Okay, so to the west, there's an autumnal forest of orange and green trees. Like their leaves are, you know, they're whatever they are. What are those? Yeah. Not deciduous. Whatever the opposite of deciduous is. When the leaves go all different colours and then they fall down. Uh, it's usually in America or other places. Yeah, you know what that word is. Anyway, big old forest. There's a stream running through the forest. There's a tiny uh, clearing in the forest. Uh, with this big white house with a green roof, Osbel's estate. And there's another clearing further along the river, further to the west of me, with a, what looks like a water wheel, uh, and a, maybe like a little farm or something, and a, a big uh, area of cleared land. But for now, let's go visit Osbel's estate. Here we come, Osbel. New music? Oh, shit. Ah, an elephant! Fuck! There's an elephant! Is jogging on the spot. There's a huge elephant here just jogging on the spot in the middle of... What is this music? What does this remind me of? I mean, like, obviously old harpsichord, Johann Sebastian. Yeah, that's it. It's J.S. Bach. It reminds me of some Bach music. Yeah, so yeah, classical inspired weird MIDI harpsichord music. There's an old man plowing a field. There's a big oh, sort of wide entrance building, which is actually quite small. Just the entrance is very, very wide. Maybe this is like a little like a kennel for an elephant. There's just an elephant here dancing around and in the in the mud behind this building in front of this other building which is clearly for humans, a human building. Do I talk to the elephant? Hi. Hello there. Oh yeah, I forgot I can talk to animals because of the sea flame or whatever. The shell fire, that's it. Hello there, I'm a white elephant. It's fun seeing everyone work, isn't it? That's all he says. Or, or she, maybe? I can't tell. Elephant doesn't have its dick out or anything. Uh, speak to an old man. Man, unhinged. That's, that's the watchword for this episode. Old man plowing a field. Working in the field is a tough job, you know. That's all he says. Let's go into one of these elephant kennels. I've entered an elephant kennel. Oh, men. D different interior music, but more like old-timey uh, harpsichord, Baroque harpsichord music. Weird. Oh, no, it's just part of that same song. 
Oh, it's like the start of the song. Okay. Alright, let's just talk to these two men. They might, might be farmhands? It looks like there's some weird little, like, food silos in the north. Or are they just... No, they might be just, like, waste paper baskets. We're sorting all of the crops that were harvested here. No, yeah, they're silos. Let's speak to this other worker. There aren't enough workers here. It makes everyone's job harder. Well, get the elephant in here. <laughs> well, your door is wide enough. Maybe that's what's going to happen. Alright, let's step into this other... Uh, what I thought was an elephant kennel, but I guess it's just like a farmhand's... Oh, no, yeah, this is like a stable with straw on the ground for an elephant to live in. These are elephant kennels. It's just that one of them was being used as like a little silo room for people to sort... Sort farm stuff. Whatever farmers have, you know? Grains? Sort grains? Whatever they said they were sorting. There's a bunch of muddy... Uh, kind of ploughed fields which I'm walking through but no one is working at and there's it looks like that's everything there is except for a big pink house here there's an exit to the west let's see what happens if we take the exit oh I'm in a forest I was expecting to be back in the world map but no here I am in a forest a big harpsichord forest I guess because the harpsichord are still banging away like crazy thanks Johan good on you keep at it uh, let's enter the big pink building here in uh, the, uh, you know... Oh, the music is loud in here. I'm in a little entrance corridor, and then there's this is pretty big, like a mansion kind of thing, and there are two women and a man walking around here. There's quite lush-looking green carpets on this uh, dark wood-paneled floor. It looks like a nice place. Let's speak to this first woman. This is the Osbell Estate. Uh, does she say anything else? Hi. The man of the house is in his chamber at the moment. Speak to this other woman. Hello. The man of the house is quite a talented salesman. Sounds like a real asshole. You know who I can't stand? A talented salesman. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sure there are nice, talented salesmen around, but the ones I meet, I usually don't think are very nice. Ah, oh, speak to the woman again. He's been trying to think up ways to make more money today, as usual. Alright, let's go and talk to this man in the other room. Maybe a butler. But he's in a blue suit. Not very butlery. Oh, Jesus! We get a... <laughs> ah, uh, another portrait of him. He looks like a conniving little creep. Uh, once again, he has a centre part in his hair, which makes him look a little bit dorky. But also, he has a long pencil moustache, like Salvador Dali. Uh, and some, uh, like, pencil-thin but incredibly long... Uh, eyebrows. Uh, yeah. Oh no, this is Osbel! Hey, I'm Osbel, the richest man in Eatovo. <laughs> Got any ideas about how to make some money? How are things going in town? Hey, sorry, but could you go and have a talk with Leo Notchest for me? Maybe he has some good ideas. Uh, I don't like this Osbel guy. That's That's all he says. Yeah, it just says it again. Okay, for, for having a whole mansion, this really is just four rooms, and there's no upstairs area. Um, uh, what the hell is this story going to be about? Is it going to be about him renting out his elephant for kids to ride around town? That would be pretty cool. Let's go explore the forest to the west. Here we are, in the forest. Johann Sebastian Bach is following us around with his harpsichord. 
Yeah, a long and winding forest path I'm following. Oh, there's another elephant! There's three, four elephants! No, three elephants! Let's speak to this one. Hey, you better watch out. Uh, you better watch out. What? Yeah, you better watch out for yourself around that Ozbell fellow. Uh, speak to the second elephant. We elephants have the strength of 20 horses. That's good. I reckon we're going to see that uh, estate get pushed down to the ground by the end of the chapter. Speak to this elephant. Oh, we get a portrait. A black elephant. Hey, hello there. My friend, the white elephant, is the highly curious sort. They're the type that would bend over backwards to help someone in need. Hey, hello there. And just that's what that's what he what that's that's what this elephant says on a loop. Okay. Cool. I guess the the white elephant in town is that highly curious elephant. A very giving elephant. That's a uh, that's the that's the beginning of an incredibly tragic story just waiting to happen. All right, let's head back to town and talk to Leo not just about how this dickhead can make more money. Okay, here we are. Hello, Leo. I'm in the human office. You saw an elephant at Mr. Osbell's house? Oh, a white one? How rare! You what? Was there any way to make some money off of it? Well, did Mr. Osbell ask about that? Ha! I don't think it would be that simple. His, um, dialogue loops at this point, if I talk to him again. Let's talk to the cats. Let's go see what the stove cat says. Across the road we walk. And into the cat office. Hello, stove cat. You want to know about Mr. Ozbell? Well, just a moment. Meow. Well, word is that he's the sort of man who do anything for money. Meow. Yeah. That's all he says. Well, cut to when I've walked around a little bit more or gone back and talked to Ozbell or did whatever it is that needs to happen to, uh, to make the uh, story progress. Alrighty, I'm uh, I'm back at Osbell's uh, estate area in front of like I'm in the the kind of grounds in front of the estate, and the elephant's gone. So I'm gonna go in and talk to Ed uh, Osbell and see what's up. Also, like three days have passed, uh, and I'm I'm less out of it, less tired, or whatever the hell was wrong with me when I was recording before. So hopefully I'll be I'll be a bit more hinged. I, I won't, like, freak out about Buddly Gusco or mention an elephant's dick or anything like that. Hey, Ozbell, how's it going? Ah ha ha ha! Let me tell you what happened. A white elephant suddenly came out of the forest and showed up here at my home! At first I was a little scared, but I talked with it for a while and got it to help me out with a bit of work! It seemed to enjoy doing the work, so I thought to myself, You know, I can make good use of this animal! Ha ha! I can't believe my luck! I can earn plenty of money by putting that elephant to work. Okay, cool. So I guess I'm going to go talk to the, the workers, the farm hands, who are in uh, this kind of elephant door, uh, elephant front door uh, barn area where I talked to them before. And they, do they say the same things? Hello, guys. The elephant helps me out in many ways. I really appreciate it. And what does your friend have to say? The work started getting finished faster than ever once the elephant arrived. Okay, well this is good news for everyone. Let's go check out this second elephant front door sized barn. 
We, it's kind of lucky that he had elephant front doors <laughs> before the elephant. Oh boy, okay, yeah, the elephant is like marching up and down on the spot here. Uh, I can't decide if it's too much effort to make a gif of this elephant to post on Twitter. Because this elephant's uh, swinging trunk is really something to see. I'd really like to share it with all of you. So that you could look at this long trunk swing back and forth as the elephant jogs on the spot. Yeah, this kind of just fat long trunk swinging from left left to right as the elephant jogs. I think you can just like imagine imagine it in your minds and it'll be good enough. But oh boy, I count myself lucky having having seen this this fat elephant trunk swinging around in front of me as it jogs up and down. Hello, elephant. The white elephant. I drank water fifty times today. Ah, nothing makes me happier than a hard day's work. It drunk water 50 times. I drank water 50 times today. Ah, nothing makes me happier than a hard day's work. Okay, uh, fast forward to me in the forest. So I'm going to talk to this elephant's, uh, elephant's friends. Alright, here I am. I'm about to talk to the black elephant. Hey, hello there. Hey, hello there. That's all this elephant says. Oh, okay. I thought they might have some opinion of this hard-working elephant being... Being being used by uh, Osbel. I guess Osbel hasn't really done anything wrong yet. What's this plot going to be? Is it going to be that the elephant needs to be paid? We elephants have the strength of 20 horses. Okay, so all these elephants are just saying the same thing. You better watch out for yourself around, around Os Osbel. I'm going to go back and talk to Osbel. By the way, says Osbel, could you help me out? Oh, sorry. Could you go into the town and look for a tin plate clock? Yes or no? Well, I don't really want to help Osbel, because I mistrust him, because he's an avid salesperson. Uh, the kind of person who I dislike in real life. Although, that's pretty cruel. Uh, I think one half of the Brokusatsu podcast is a pretty good salesperson, but he seems like a really nice guy in real life. Like, man... I'd love to hung, hung, hung out? I'd love to hung out with... <laughs> yeah. We could get together and just hung out. You could see us on the street just hunging out all over the place. Like, wow, look at those two guys hunging out all over, the, all over the shop. All up and down the street. They're hunging out. No. Uh, yeah, avid salespeople. I guess I don't really have any real complaints about them. But this Osbel, yeah, he seems like a sinister character. Um, could you go into town and look for a tin plate clock? So yeah, yeah, I'm gonna help you out, Osbel. I wanted that tin plate clock for the elephant, as a present. Really? Well, that seems so nice. <laughs> I guess it's no, it's no replacement for wages. But yeah, I'm gonna head into Ihatovo City and, and look for a tin plate clock. Where am I gonna find a tin plate clock? Oh, I'm just gonna look around. Yeah, cut to me looking around. Alright, I've, uh, I'm about to talk to what's-his-face, you know, Leo Notchist. Maybe he'll know where to find a clock. You want a tin plate clock? Says Leo Notchist. Yeah, bang on the money. Well, if that's the case, I think the Cairo Brigade leader might be able to help you out. Okay, let's go visit the Cairo Brigade leader. There we are in the Cairo Brigade leader's place. I'm, uh, I'm trying out some, like, real... real-life physical editing tools. You might have noticed. Uh, instead of editing in a weird noise, which is what I normally do, I'm just making a noise and then cutting it together like it's an actual edit point. But I think I think it's gonna work pretty good. 
I mean, yeah, you, you, you people listening, you know whether it's worked okay or not. I don't know, but I have a suspicion it's going to work out all right. Okay, the Cairo Brigade Leader. A tin plate clock? Well, I have a junk one if you don't mind. Should I take it? Yes or no? Well, I don't want a junk one, so I'm going to say no. Well, let me know whenever you need anything. I guess I have to have... There's nowhere else I'm going to find a tin plate clock, is there? I mean, there can't be two endings to this story. Whether I hold off and get a good clock, or I wait and I get, or, or I, or I say yes to this bad clock now. Now, so I better just take the the junk clock. A tin plate clock? I have a junk one. Yeah, I'll take it. Should I take it? Yes. Cairo brigade leader. Oh, it's hung up outside the shop. I'd be glad to wash my hands of it. So please take it. Okay, let's head out. Here we are on the street. Is it? Hang up out front of the shop. I can't see it anyway. It's not. Is it around the back or? Oh no! The clock's not here. I'm gonna go back in and talk to him. Weird. Maybe I didn't talk to him properly. Let me know whenever you need anything. Oh, I need a clock. It's hung. It's apparently hung up outside the shop. Where am I getting my clocks from? Hey Frog, do you know? The white elephant's a good one. <laughs> Thanks, Frog. Ozbel sure loves journals, says this other frog. Ozbel really is despicable, says this third frog. <coughs> uh, I can't hear on the walls, even the walls that I can't see, but my character would be able to see, but I, Daniel, the omnipotent narrator, uh, om- omniscient narrator, can't see because of my, my view of the world. I, I can't click on anything. Maybe there's a clock here? Is this... What is this? What am I doing? How do I find a, a clock? I just, I just gotta look around for a clock, I guess. I hope there's a clock. Tom the Translator, you finished this game, haven't you? Where, where am I finding the clock? Where should I look for a clock? What's happening? Cut to me finding the clock, I guess. Okay. This is really weird. I cannot find this clock anywhere. I'm kind of wondering... Is this some weird glitch where because I talked to the frog and he asked if I wanted the clock and I said no and then I talked to him a second time and said yes a second time is there some problem with the game where it thinks I still mean no? So I'm gonna reset the chapter and I'll just play back up to this point. So uh, yeah, uh, see you on the other side of this this hooting noise. Okay, I've played back up to this point. It was pretty easy. I'm just about to talk to the Cairo Brigade leader. Hello. A tin plate clock? Well, I have a junk one if you don't mind. Should I take it? Yes. Cairo Brigade leader. Well, it's hung up outside the shop. I'd be glad to wash my hands of it, so please take it. All right, and now let's go look outside the shop. Um. No, there's no clock. What do I do? What do I do? Okay, <clears throat> I've just uh, I've just watched a, a section of a Japanese long play of this game, and I think I can see where the wall clock is. I, I've just moved out to my my corrugated iron roofed shed, and you might be able to hear. Uh, we had a storm recently, and one of the sheets of corrugated iron has gotten a bit loose, and so it, you'll hear it rattle in the background a bit. So sorry about that. But uh, yeah, here we are. I'm at the back of, right at the back of the shop of the Cairo Brigade Leader's store. 
Now I could swear I've been all the way around this shop clicking on the wall and I didn't find anything, but in the in the long play I watched the guy just step up to this one specific spot and click and then there was a clock. He didn't even need to talk to anyone, not the Cairo Brigade leader, not anyone. So let's click, here we are. There's a tin plate clock sitting behind the Cairo Brigade leader's shop. Behind the shop. Okay, we got it. Ladies and gentlemen, we got it, it's fine. Should I take it? Yes. Alright. Obtain the tin plate clock. Wonderful, fantastic. Okay, cut to Ozbells. Wonderful, fantastic. And here we are at Ozbells. Uh, I've got the tin plate clock in my hands. I'm gonna talk to the man. Hello. Ozbell. Ah, you found the clock! I handed over the clock. Oh man, he's got the most sinister grin I've ever seen on anyone ever. Ha ha ha! Thanks for helping me out. Oh! <laughs> ah, I'll give this tin plate clock to the white elephant as a present, says Osbel. And we see a pixel art portrait of a happy, happy white elephant with a delighted expression on its face wearing the clock around its neck. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is gonna be the thumbnail. There we are, I've taken a screenshot. Uh, and Osbel continues, I'll just attach it to a 100 kilogram chain first. What? I'll just attach it to a 100 kilogram chain first, he says. What does that mean? It was a heavy looking chain around the elephant's happy, happy, uh, happy portrait neck. Why does that, why did he do, why would he do that? What's the reasoning behind this? Let's look at, let's go talk to the elephant in its elephant kennel now. Here's the elephant, hello elephant. I pulled 800 logs today, that felt good! That's all he says. Now what? Go back and talk to Ozbell? No, I'll talk to the workers first. Nope, the workers don't say anything to you, let's go talk to Ozbell. There he is. Ha 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 ha! Now it won't be able to run away, says Ozbell. That elephant is as good as mine! Still, I should really err on the side of caution. Can I ask you for one other thing? Could you go and search for a big set of shoes in town? Find some shoes big enough for an elephant to wear. Fuck! Fuck you! No, I'm not gonna do that. Fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. Ah, oh, don't be like that. You can at least go look for them, right? Yes or no? No! Buddy, go fuck yourself! Don't be like that, he says. You can at least go look for them, right? No! I say no to you, sir! No! Don't be like that, he says. You can at least go look for them. I have to say yes. God damn you, game! Ah, I'll leave the shoes to you. Get the biggest set you can find. If you can't find any, just try and get a suitable replacement. What are we doing? Why are we helping this piece of shit? Oh, cut to when I found this, some, this elephant some horrible manacle shoes. Yep. Uh, I went and talked to the Cairo Brigade leader because I thought he would be the one to give me some elephant prison shoes because he's a toad of questionable morality. But uh, no, nothing doing, so I've come into Leo Notchus. I would ask the stove cat over Leo Notchus, but I'm actually embarrassed to come and ask the stove cat for something as horrible as, like, you know, huge shoes to put on an elephant so that Osbel, some dickhead, can imprison it. So let's talk to Leo Notchus. Uh, you want shoes for an elephant? Well, I don't know where you're ever going to find the shoes that big. Um, here in Perth, uh, the city of Perth, Western Australia, there's a cobbler 
uh, in the city. And in the front of their window, they've got a gigantic leather shoe. Uh, like, too big for an elephant. Like, an elephant could put two feet in it. So, if, if this was Perth, I'd know right where to go for shoes to fit an elephant. But as this is Ihotovo City, I, gotta, I just gotta look around some more. I've swallowed my pride. I'm about to talk to the stove cat. Well, apparently Fazolo at the RC Society has a very interesting skill. They say he can make pretty much anything out of paper mache. Meow. Well, thank you, Stove Cat. I'll have to go see my old friend. What's his face? <coughs> Here we are. I gotta admit, I'm glad that I actually didn't have to ask the Stove Cat for elephant shoes. But like the Stove Cat just said, "Hey, Fazolo's got a cool skill. Why don't you go talk to Fazolo?" Like, no questions asked, Stove Cat. You got my back, man. All right, Fazolo. Fazello. Wait, you want shoes made out of paper mache? Big ones? Well, sure thing. I'll have four shoes made and ready for you tomorrow. Oh, good guess though, I wanted four of them. Oh, I decided to stay in town until tomorrow. And now the screen fades to black. And we awake in our hotel room. And the following day... Yeah, and now out we go. Let's go right to Fazolo. <coughs> Here we are, back uh, talking to Fazolo. Well, are they ready for you? Here, please take them with you. I obtained the red paper mache shoes. Red shoes, that's nice. Yeah, here they are. Looks like a great big kind of gumboot in my inventory. Big red boot. It's pretty cool. Does Pac-Man wear boots like this? Like, really round, bubbly-looking boots? I don't know, but I got big, round, rubbery-looking boots made out of paper mache. Hey, I'm sorry that this episode has gone kind of long. I don't want to split... I want to keep it to one chapter of the game per episode. So if it goes long, then it goes long. Uh, and yeah, I hope that doesn't screw with your schedule. Your your intricate podcast schedule. All the podcasts you've got lined up and scheduled for throughout your day. You think, oh, Daniel Cage, let's play. It's usually about 40 minutes. And then out plops a 60-minute episode. Ah, shit. Ah, fuck. Ah, my day. Ah, gah, gah. Anyway. Let's go talk to Fazolo. No, what's this guy's name? Osbel. Oh, are you going to keep me waiting on those shoes? Oh, okay. I dip into my inventory. Should I go with these? The set of red paper mache shoes? Yes, I should. The set of red paper mache shoes. I held them in my hands. Osbel. Oh, did you find the shoes? I handed over the set of paper mache shoes. Ha, ha, ha. Thank you very much. And now <laughs> we see... <laughs> The elephant will be so pleased to have these shoes, says Osbel. We see a portrait of a delighted, overjoyed, happy-looking elephant with a clock around a heavy chain around its neck, putting on a pair of red shoes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, I'll quickly take a thumbnail for uh, before my shed collapses in around me. There we go. Although I think I'll probably, in the thumbnail, I'll just use the, the first picture, because this one might be a bit confusing for everyone. Um, there's a slight tangent line in the pixel art where the elephant's right arm meets its leg. The line where the leg uh, goes into the shoe, there's a tangent line. So if you are an artist and you know about tangent lines, you'll, you can think to yourself, Ah, I understand. The picture's not quite perfect, is it? No. Anyway, I'll add some extra weight to them. How about that? Ha 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 ha, says Osbel. Oh, you piece of shit. I'll work it even harder tomorrow. Ha ha ha, says Osbel. Oh no, let's go talk to the elephant now that we've really screwed its life up. Now that we've been instrumental in totally screwing its life up on behalf of a piece of shit asshole for absolutely no reason at all. Here we are in the elephant's house. 
Oh, I am tired. Santa Maria. <laughs> That's funny. That's cute, Tom. What did the elephant originally say? That you translated it to Santa Maria. Is it that this game is kind of set in like a... I don't know. Like Kenji Miyazawa wrote stories, I think, set in like a weird... Uh, I, I just don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. I just don't know. Talking to the workers. I'm gonna start with the guy plowing the field out the front. That elephant really looked like it was having a hard time today. Yeah, that's what this man has to say. Let's go inside the uh, inside the actual kind of barn area. Speak to these two workers. The elephant only got to eat five bales of hay today, but it still worked hard. And the other worker. The truth is, Osbell has made a lot of money using that elephant. Yeah, that's what they have to say. Maybe I'll talk to the staff in his mansion. <coughs> no. Let's go talk to let's go talk to people in the city, Ihatobo City. Ah, you see. Okay, as I leave the mansion area, uh, back to town, uh, dialogue bop 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 poxes up. The bop just poxed up. Seven days have passed. Is the elephant doing okay? One night, I decided to pay a visit to Osbel's house. Yeah. Oh, it's night time. There's still a man digging in the field here at night. That white elephant works too much. I feel so sorry for it. Let's go and we ride on in and talk to the elephant. I'm going straight into the elephant's, uh, elephant's shack, the elephant kennel. Hello, elephant. Oh, it's looking so sad. It's kneeling down, it has chains around its neck and its ankles, and it has like a, a prison, you know, dumbbell attached to it, like a big weight. A big cast iron weight, like a prisoner in a cartoon would have. And it's looking out of its barred window with the moon above in the sky at night. The white elephant. Oh, I'm in so much pain. It's almost time for me to say goodbye. Santa Maria. Please help me. My friends are in the forest west of here. If you could please tell them what's happened to me. Okay. Let's go get these elephants buddies and we're going to fuck this whole place up. And then I'm going to lie down on the ground and they're going to stomp on my head because I was instrumental in what's happened to this elephant. There's blood on my hands! There's elephant blood on my hands! Why did I do it? Why did I do it? We're walking through the forest. My god. Uh, and here's the, the elephant friends. I'll talk to the black one first. He seemed to be pretty close with that. Oh! It looked at, it looked at me normally once up in its portrait, and now it's got an angry look on its face. Are you serious? Everyone, we need to save this white elephant, says the elephant's friend. We must take Osbel down. Trumpet, sound your trumpets. Blow your trumpets. Blow your trumpets, elephants. Herald my return. Down with Osbel. Down with Osbel. Sound your trumpet. Oh, and we get pixel out of an elephant stampede, led by the black elephant. The elephant stampeded toward Osbel's estate. I raced after them, and what I saw when I got there was dot dot dot. Ah, yes! They're fucking smashing the place up! <laughs> I can't go into the mansion anymore because it's just rubble on the ground. I can walk through the, the smashed rubble of the estate. There's elephants. There's a white elephant. Is this my friend, the white elephant? The white elephant. Oh, thank you so much! <laughs> Let's go talk to its, its elephant friend up here. Hello. Thank you for telling us about our friend when he so desperately needed our help. And this other elephant. I think Osbel got what was coming to him. Wait, what's happened to Osbel? <laughs> Here's the black elephant. Thanks to you, the white elephant's life was spared. 
You have our gratitude, and let me tell you something that may be of interest to you in return. Ozbell was a collector of rare journals. If you search through the rubble, I'm sure you'll find what they'll find one of them. Oh my god! Where's Ozbell? Where are the workers? Let me go find the old man in the field. Shit, he's gone, man. Let's go into the into the barn. Okay, there's two workers and two women sheltering in the barn. Ozbell got buried in the wreckage, says one of the workers. Uh, the other worker. Ozbell got killed by the elephants! The woman. Ozbell treated that elephant horribly. He went too far. This other woman. Oh, I don't think he made it out alive. <laughs> Shit. This is kind of like bad guy victim blaming, but... I guess, no, Ozbell's not the victim. What am I talking about? He's the... He's the... Yeah. He poked the elephant nest. He's the guy that poked the elephant nest. Elephant kennel is empty. Let's go poke around the wreckage. Oh dear. Uh, here we are in the wreckage of the mansion. Let's look around. Over here, maybe? Just clicking on old... Old bricks. Smashed up bricks and girders that are lying... On the... Thingo. Man, why is this so hard to find? I can't find it anywhere. Boy, I am not finding this journal. Hey, we are! Okay. I found it. I found the right square to be standing on to click a button to search the ground to find a journal. There are a lot of notebooks and journals in the wreckage. Upon closer inspection, I found the journal of the elephant siblings. I obtained the journal of the elephant siblings. Alright, fantastic. That's the end of the chapter. Oh, here we are. Oh, look at this beautiful pixel art. This is gorgeous. Osbel, blinded by his pursuit of profits, Ended up being killed by the elephants. <laughs> we see we, we see some absolutely lovely pixel art of a, a herd of elephants, five grown elephants and one little elephant's child, uh, by the by the banks of a, a great grain, gray green greasy Limpopo River, all set about with fever trees. In the background, I see a bicolored python rock snake. No, that's not true. It's just a it's just a herd of elephants and a, a baby elephant's child next to some water in a forest. It looks lovely. It looks gorgeous. Uh, those who do not stop to think of the well-being of others will not prosper for very long. But it would be foolish to think that there won't be another person like Ozbel who shows up eventually. From what I heard, the elephants went back to their forest and never showed themselves to another human again. Great. This story is like the giving tree if the giving trees like brothers came and beat the shit out of <laughs> out of the the giving tree guy at the end of the book the giving tree by Saul what's his name is that his name Saul something something Saul I don't know will you make an entry yeah travelog done next chapter chapter 7 gauche the cellist guache gauche 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 the cellist someday I'll land on how to pronounce that but for now no fuck it Okay. Oh boy. This has been a long one. I would like to officially apologize for that, but there's been no way around it. I don't want to do a part one and part two to this this Elephant Ozbell episode. That was pretty fun. I liked when the elephant smashed everything up. Uh, yeah, I feel like the white elephant could probably have... This is like a story of, I don't know, the elephant saying one thing to Ozbell and then really feeling a different thing inside and then you know being a bit 
like passive in a bad way maybe like if the like that elephant could probably have just stepped on Ozbell splat and then walked off back home you know I mean the elephants obviously in the end got got uh, its chains off and everything I guess maybe it's got so many chains on it couldn't lift up a no no if the elephant can do work it can crush Ozbell under its huge elephant foot yeah that's what should have happened but as it stands, the chapter was perfectly fine. Uh, still not my favourite, but uh, not my least favourite yet either. Uh, so stay tuned for uh, for for Gouache, Gouache to the Cellist, a chapter which I've heard from Tom at Retro Translator, the translator of this game. Might not be the best chapter in the whole world, but we'll see what we think of it together, shall we, listeners? So uh, until next time, thank you very much for your patience throughout this... Uh, throughout this uh this 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 family size chair pack episode and uh, see you next time bye bye everyone bye bye I'm still looking around town to see, like, hopefully maybe I'll find a clock, but I've just stumbled across something. I've talked to a woman in her house and she has this to say. Are you ready? The stove cat is always being picked on by one of its co-workers, the calico cat. And that's all she says. Motherfucker, if I see the calico cat in the street, I'm gonna kick its ass! Cause the stove cat is my good friend! I can't believe it.